Time to talk about relationships and the human brain. And I'm joined by our resident neuropsychologist, Dr. Hannah Carell. Hi, Hannah. Hey, Jesse. How are you going? Oh, I'm really good, thank you. And we thought we might spend a few minutes today talking about grief, something that mm. most people will have to deal with at some point in their in their lives. Uh, how to cope with it, really, and how to think about it. What's your Absolutely. advice? Yeah, there's there's a lot of theories about grief and how it manifests. And I think, you know, sometimes as we get closer to important times of the year, so Christmas, New Year's, that can often bring up those feelings of grief again for someone who may have lost a loved one or is battling with a big loss in their life. And I think maybe one of the common misconceptions, Desi, is this idea that it's just a systematic, linear process and we move through these stages like the five stages of grief and it's a process and once we're past one stage we move into the next and we never reverse and we just move forward (laughs) until acceptance yeah and time heals all wounds eh? Mm -hmm. yes which i'm sure if you've maybe experienced grief yourself and the listeners have probably recognized it, it isn't that linear you know straightforward a to z process it can be a process of going backwards and forwards Mm. up and down um and you know moving in and out of places of anger frustration guilt despair uh and one of the examples i like to really use when i talk about grief with people who've experienced a big loss is understanding it a little bit like that the the ball analogy right it's a it's a part of you that is is so completely filled with sadness despair and unbearable pain at times, really deep hurt. And that that's like a ball filling up your whole heart, mm. filling it all up. And what happens is that that pain is just as acute and just as real and just as deep as the day it happened, even years down the track. And what happens is we grow around the ball. Okay, so that, that ball of pain stays there, but we grow around it every day and we get a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger and as you go through life you know you get bigger around that that ball of pain and something's going to ding it or hit it or brush the sides like you know a special event and someone that you love not being there or you know um, annual celebrations christmas time birthdays uh, anniversaries something someone mentioning that person or seeing a photo of that person something will twing it and hit it and that feeling will come back just as just as big and as deep and as strong as the day that it happens because yeah. that that ball of pain is always there. Um, so that's a great analogy, by the way, mm-hmm. and, and I have mm-hmm. come across that one before. Rather than waiting for the ball of grief to sub- subside, you instead uh, try and grow yourself um, to make room for it. How do you do that practically? How do you think about doing mm-hmm. that? Yeah, so you know, we've you've probably heard those oh the five stages of, of grief, you know, denial, frustration, bargaining, which can look like, you know, seeking higher power, religion, spiritual spirituality, you know, trying to find something, undo something, reverse something. Um, and that ultimately, you know, that that's not gonna happen. That person or that thing is lost and, and that can then move into guilt and despair. And eventually acceptance. I think the key here in understanding those processes is time, right? It's time and a little bit of compassion, some self-compassion to understand that you are not, you know, an escalator or an elevator that just moves in one direction. You do go backwards and forwards and up and down. And in time, things do, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's hard to see it in that moment, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that there are going to be days 
you know, that you are going to feel really down in the dumps and you're going to be really hurting and accepting that those days will come and go and pass through you and they don't define you and they're not going to be there forever. But it's okay to have those days because the deeper we feel sadness just means the bigger the love was and the love is. It's just a, a your body processing those emotions like it needs to. So giving yourself that time, giving yourself that self-compassion and, you know, sometimes, Jesse, it's, it's as literal as taking a Panadol. You know, grief actually has a huge impact physiologically on our body. You know, a lot of people don't, don't know that it affects your body's endocrine system, your immune system, your cortisol, your adrenaline, your stress hormones. So your, your body is being flooded in all these stress hormones that actually feel so awful like waking up with a terrible headache or a terrible hangover, body aches, sleep issues. Sometimes literally taking a Panadol can help to just give that analgesic effect to oh, the body so we get through the day. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Think, um, yeah, sorry, f- finish your thought. I was going to say, you know, that, that goes for not just, you know, things that people traditionally see as grieving or death of a loved one or loss of something very big. It can also be things like, you know, a breakup and a breakdown of a relationship and a grief for perhaps a life that you're no longer going to live. Or people who I see when I you know, work in the clinic diagnosing things like autism or ADHD, a huge sense of relief for that person you know, in their 40s or 50s getting diagnosed, but then a sense of grief for the past and their young self that didn't get that recognition. So grief can come in more than one shape and form. And it's really important to understand that that pain even if it's emotional, it is just as real, just as valid as physical pain. And Interesting. I remember when the um, lockdowns were on and the COVID-19 mm. pandemic was in full flight, people were talking about grieving. Uh, uh, mm. And that makes sense in the context that you're talking about it. Not, not grieving for people that would lost, but grieving for the lives that would lost and for the mm. uh, for, for the... The uh, I guess the sort of the mass um, experience that we were all all sharing, and and maybe it's useful. Um, you know, maybe some grief is more specific than others or bigger than others. But to understand that that might be what you're experiencing is probably quite a good way of working out what to do with it. Absolutely, that's exactly right. And you know, you know, I'm a big advocate, Jesse, for getting. You know, if anything has resonated with someone, if you if it's touched that pot inside of you and you felt that pain or you felt that emotion, sometimes that can actually feel really relieving and cathartic to get it out and to vent it and to feel it. And the body, it's like it's like seeping, you know, poison or getting rid of the wound mm. almost in a way to feel it and let it pass through you instead of holding onto it and pushing it down. So I'd always encourage people to think about, you know, if you're, if you're going through these processes, whether it's been a month, three months, a year, 10 years, if things are still affecting you and you're feeling them, going and talking to someone who can actually help you, who's qualified to talk about these things, like a psychologist who can work with you to process those emotions and, and manage them in a really healthy way so that you can understand when you do have a moment, it's part of life, it's part of you, and it shows how much you love and care the people and the things around you and appreciate them in your life. And it's not a bad thing to feel negative emotions, in inverted commas, negative. Emotions are not positive or negative. They're just the things in life that help us to get through and understand what we want to move towards and what we want to move away from and what we value. Without negative emotions, we wouldn't know what we valued, what we appreciated, what we rejoiced in, right? We need the dark and the light in order to see what is a good day and what is a happy day. And I think that's really important to remember. And sometimes we need some help to see that. 
Thank you, Dr. Hannah. Great to talk to you as always.